Live from Los Angeles, welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. We're all about manifestation, transformation, and breakthroughs. It's time to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So grab your tea or coffee because together we're awakening the world. May you live your truth. What would it be like if you had so much residual income, passive income, that you were able to spend the day meditating? What would it be like if you truly had freedom of your time to do whatever it was that you desired to do, whether it was working or whether it was, you know, painting art or whether it was taking a walk in nature for the day? Well, if you truly desire to have freedom in your mind and financially, prosperity, abundance, all the above, you definitely want to listen to this podcast. We are on podcast number four of the money breakthrough. So welcome to the Dr. Aaron podcast. This is Dr. Aaron, and we come together to know the truth, live on spiritual principle and align with universal law. We truly believe that when somebody awakens, they awaken to the truth of who they are, which is abundance, which is prosperity, which is all encompassing of all the wealth of the entire planet. And so I recognize right here, right now, that money breakthrough is all an inside job. So let's do this thing, you guys. We're on number four of a 12 series of Money Breakthrough. Today, we're going to talk about the four principles of prosperity from the external world, how to really work money and prosperity and abundance in a principally-based way so that you can be free, so that you can be uh, have passive income, residual income, and really be able to free up your time in all aspects and be able to exponentially grow in the abundance of who you are internally and externally. Okay, so let's break this on down. So I always say that um, I came from instead of the book, you know, there's a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert T. Kiyosaki. And it was a huge influential book on me and my prosperity in my 20s. as As you guys know, from podcast number one, how we went through the metaphysics of money, um, breaking on down how really the truth of restoring our consciousness around money and the dynamics of how we create our scarcity or abundance. And in podcast two, we broke on down the three ways of reprogramming your subconscious mind around money. And then podcast number, I'm sorry, that was two. Number three, we broke on down basically how to shift the perspective uh, through the statements of principles, understanding that all wealth has to begin from within, that we cannot make anything of the external world our source of abundance. So in my 20s, um, I thought abundance and prosperity was all about getting rich. I was very poor. I grew up poor. I had a, as I say, I had a rich dad, poor mom, and meaning from the external world. My father's side of the family was very wealthy. They came from a lineage of a lot of money. And um, my mother's side of the family was the opposite. She came from a very poor family. And, um, and, and so it was a very interesting, interesting childhood, being able to witness all the different dynamics of all of it, and trying to find my own truth within it. And so I thought that if I just became wealthy, that all my problems would be solved. And I declared very early on, as I stated in the first podcast, I decided in a traumatic incident when I was a young little girl, it was on my sister's birthday and she went off to go ice skating and my mom could not afford to pay for my sister, her two friends and me. So I stayed home. I was very, very upset, crying hysterically. And I decided that I would be rich when I grew up. 
And so lo and behold, I started working at like 15, well, I think like 14, actually I worked through my whole childhood, like doing little tiny random little, you know, jobs for parents. And then in junior high, I began to clean my mom's friends' homes. And then I began to wait tables at 15 years old, lying about my age and, and waiting tables when you're supposed to be 18 back then. And so I decided, and I, I decided, and I began to reach for how to become rich. So I reached for a book, which was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Amazing book. I'm sure most of you guys have probably read this book because it's like a huge New York Times bestseller. But the point in the principles are that Robert T. Kiyosaki, he was raised by what he would consider his poor dad, meaning that his his dad was not was poor in the sense that he had to do time exchange for his money. He was, I think he was a professor, but he still was in a job that didn't, you know, pay much as far as he could never really truly get ahead. And his dad would teach him to get a job and have security and um, and settle in. And his rich dad was kind of his best friend's father, I believe, and he was a big investor. And he invested in real estate and he taught him the principles of investing, how to buy assets versus liability, how to get an ROI, a return on your investment, how to leverage by by borrowing money and, and so on and so forth, compounding your money and, and becoming somebody who has a lot of passive or residual income. And so I became obsessed with this. And in fact, I, I used the principles uh, so much so that I was able to save a million dollars. And as you guys know that I basically figured out that even with having a million dollars, it still felt very scarce. I did not have a, any kind of a flow whatsoever in money. And um, and it was, it was really not until I was able to begin to let go of money and begin to understand the principles of true abundance and true currency and a flow of money. So, you know, I think it's really important today. What we want to do is, is base the principles of a rich dad, poor dad, principles of prosperity, and how it relates to universal law. Because the truth is, you know, Ram Dass has a great talk. Oh my gosh, you guys. I think Ram Dass is my mentor from the other side. I love him so much. He's such a profound speaker. So he has this great talk where he is basically breaking on down the kind of rat race of, of trying to get ahead in this world and how it's never enough. So he talks about this. He says he's in this, in this beautiful Cessna airplane. He's with a buddy and his buddy has a lot more money than him. And they, you know, land in this airport and they, and they pull up next to this, like, you know, jet next to him. And his friend kind of looks out the window and looks at the jet and you can see he's kind of like his bloated ego kind of, you know, deflates. And Ram Dass is like, are you okay? Like what's going on? You know, he goes, oh, well, that's my uncle's plane. And he just has so much money and I just like feel like I'm inadequate and all this stuff. And Ram Dass is sitting there going, he had, Ram Dass had money as well, but he had like a little tiny little, you know, prop plane or something. And he was thinking, I was feeling a little, you know, like, so anyway, Ram Dass felt very inadequate in, in who he was in there as well. And he realized like it's never going to be enough. When is it enough? And he went on to say that he had met another gentleman and he was down in Florida and he was speaking with this man who had, you know, a ton of money, like a hundred million dollars. And he was asking him, why, why did you do it? Why, what keeps you going? And he kind of looked up and he said, what else would I do? You know, and the point is this, is that for so many of us, 
we have an identity. We have an identity around who we are in the realm of money. We are either somebody who always has money, we're somebody who can never afford it, we're somebody who struggles with money, we're somebody who X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank. And so as we begin to take a look at what is your identity and recognizing that really it, for majority of human beings, before they've done their inner spiritual work, before they've awoken, they get to a place where they pretty much are on a hamster wheel of their identity. It's like puppet strings playing out in their life. And so I remember with my mom, she would say things over and over again. She would say things as, I can't afford it. We can't afford that. It's too expensive, right? And it became an identity. It's like it was just her way and and she was a slave to that identity. And I remember my dad, my dad actually has never become very wealthy. He came from a very wealthy family. But my dad, in my opinion, and my mom now is, is very prosperous now. She's you know done a lot of her inner work. But my dad always had the conversation of what's possible. He had done a lot of spiritual work in his 20s. He had actually you know, gone off to find himself, which is a whole other thing. But he, be, he always was intriguing because he would always open up to more possibility. What's possible? You know, how can you make money? What, what can you do that you love? You know, he'd always have that conversation. And it's important to recognize for yourself who you're being in the realm of money. Because you can learn the rich dad, poor dad principles. You can learn about cash flow. You can learn about ROI. You can turn, learn about leveraging and compounding and assets and liabilities. But none of it is going to matter if you don't understand that it's all for expression. It's all for the experience of this human condition. It's all for understanding the dynamics of you and how you are energy and how you are directing energy upon universal law. You're the backing of energy. So let's break this on down some of the four core principles of prosperity from a universal law perspective, from a perspective of how to actually work with money and and really align to it so that you have passive income, so that you have residual income, so that you understand and are building upon understanding that what we give attention to 10Xs. So you can make money and just flow with money, or you could actually have money and have it work for you. And it's not one's better or one's worse. It's literally just a choice. And I truly believe that because some of the happiest people I know do not have a bunch of wealth, you know, hoarded wealth or investments. So I'm definitely not here to advocate to say that you need to have passive income or you need to have residual income or you need to invest or anything like that. But what I am here to do is to understand those principles from a universal law so that you have freedom of choice and free will, because that's really what we teach. We teach the oneness of what we are. And we also teach the the total abundance and heaven on earth. And we also teach scarcity and you know how we can create hell on earth. And it is just a choice of what you want to experience, okay? So let's break this on down. So the four principles of prosperity from a from a you know wealth perspective. Number one is cash flow. The universe has to reflect that which you give, give value and receive value. And so the point is this, is that the universe only knows abundance. There is only unlimited, you know, 
mathematical equations and elemental different um, ways of putting things together. There is only abundance in this universe. And we have to understand that cash flow, as I say, cash flow is king. And I believe that this is true in a wealth perspective in that when you have cash, you can flow more, you can be in receiving and giving, you can hire really amazing experts in their the field that they've worked to become the best in their field, you can flow and you can give of gratitude and receiving so cash flow is king in the realm of abundance, meaning that money is just a symbol, right, but it's a symbol of energy. And energy is really what, what that powers is the ability to flow and in the currency of life. And so I remember, um, again, in my twenties, when I had saved a million dollars, I actually had very little cash flow. I, you know, I didn't make a lot of cash like income per month, but what I did was I was investing it and having that grow, um, as an asset. So cash flow is king in that because then you can really flow with life. So if I had to have done it over in my 20s, I would have built what I'm building now, which is really helping bring the most value, helping better people's lives, helping them do their trauma work, helping them do stuff, bringing them such value to become spiritual entrepreneurs that is natural to receive abundance in the form of love and flow and community. And yes, money monetization. So cash flow is King, in that I would invite you to take a look and and really ask yourself, what would your life look like if you had a lot of cash? You know, could you buy and have a supportive team that really helps you um, get into your genius and takes all the things that you don't flow with, like accounting or taxes or doing you know miscellaneous tedious work, whatever that is, so that you can be freed up to do the creative genius that you are. Right? What would it be like for you to have cash flow? Could you buy good food and have and have a you know beautiful life and be able to save and pay for a hotel that is this beautiful piece of art that somebody's put their heart and soul into and that was their passion, right? What would it be like if you had cash flow? Would you be able to have, you know, good supplements so that you can take care of your body? What would it be like if you had cash flow? Because the universe has to reflect that which you give. It is a given exchange. The universe does not know the difference between giving or receiving. It's just the flow. So cash flow is the queen, right? The second principle is buy assets. And why why we say that from a from a spiritual perspective is it's not about buying assets necessarily. It's about putting energy into things that that grow exponentially in a harmonious way, meaning that you can buy assets, things like anything that goes up in value. You can invest in your consciousness, you can invest in your business, you can invest in your brand, you can invest in, in incredible human beings. The greatest assets that I have are the people in my life that that are they bring my, they bring such richness to my life. And so it's like I invest in the time with them. I invest in in doing things with them. I invest in uh, I pay for services from mentors and from friends that have really, you know, have, have honed their skills and their genius. So buying assets. You can buy things, an asset versus a liability, just so you know, of course, is like a car that goes depreciates would be considered a liability. 
um, something that goes up in value, like an investment or some properties, um, assets would also be like in a company that ends up growing its value. Anything that goes up in value is an asset. Anything that goes down in value is considered a liability, right? So it's the same with, with this is universal law. We recognize that wherever we put our energy, if we put it into chaos and discord with friends that bring our life down, they, they suck our energy, they bring us drama, they, all that stuff, that's a liability, right? So why would I invest my time and energy in that when I can actually put it over here into an asset with somebody who's bringing more order and harmony and love and and bringing uh, wisdom into my life, right? Same with investment. Why would I uh, spend a bunch of money on a car payment when I can invest it in an investment and then the money that comes off of that investment can actually pay for that car payment, okay? And that's one of the core principles that Rich Dad Poor Dad teaches. It's basically rich people buy assets or investments, and then the cash flow that comes off of those investments, then they buy their liabilities, okay, versus the poor people supposedly from, and we're just talking generically, okay, they basically buy liabilities, and they get more and more in debt, and so they can't really get ahead, right, and so the point is from a spiritual perspective is we recognize wherever we put our energy, it expands. Wherever we invest in our consciousness expands exponentially, right? I always say the best investment ever is investing in your consciousness. I truly believe that. I know for sure my greatest return in my life ever and any investment I've ever been is in my own consciousness, in my growth, in my mindset, in my skill set, in my inner work and in my business work. So, First principle is cash flow. You need cash flow so that you're able to really flow with all of it. Number two is buy assets, meaning buy things that go up in value, not down in value. Number three is leverage. Let money and energy work for you. Build your team and only borrow money for assets building wealth. Okay. So what does this mean by leverage? This means that, for example, from a, from a, external world kind of human perspective. Leverage means I go to the bank, I borrow money, and then I go buy an asset, right? I buy an asset, like a home that goes up in value or something, and it goes up more and more in value. Leverage in a bad way, just like all universal law, we can use universal law to create, you know, abundance or scarcity, right? So leverage in in a discordant way or an inverted way would be to let to go to the bank and borrow money, and put it towards something that's going to go down in value, right? So we understand from a spiritual perspective that money and energy can work for you or against you, just like social media, right? Social media can be a nightmare. It can, you know, suck your energy, make you feel insecure and, you know, do whatever. It can also work for you. You can use it to really touch lives across the globe. You can also use it to, you know, get in touch with your ideal community and clients and things like that. So leverage, basically using other people's energy, other people's money to to really leverage yourself. And one way that we leverage a lot is through um, through investing in in experts, right? So we have a team that does ads. We have a, we have a team that does our bookkeeping. We have a team that you know is, does miscellaneous communication. And so this is a leveraging of of leveraging their time, their energy, investing in that, 
And we get exponentially out of that, right? When we invest in say, for a long time, we didn't do any ads. We hit multiple six figures before we ever placed one ad. But once we placed an ad, say we, say we, you know, paid whatever, a few thousand dollars in ads, then that's an investment that's leveraging because we would get return, maybe say four five, six times that of what we would make in return off of those ads, right? So that was leveraging that. It was also leveraging. So say, you know, if you buy a home, then you go to the bank and you get that money and then you leverage out. So say you put 10% down on a home and you leverage it out, say it's a little home and it's $100,000 and say that home goes up, say 4% that year. So now the home is worth $104,000 and you only put 10,000 down. So actually you made 40,000, I'm sorry, 40% on your money. I'll say that again. If say you bought a home for $100,000, I have no idea, somewhere in, in BFE, um, you say you bought a home for $100,000 and you had to put 10% down, you'd put $10,000 down, you go to the bank and you borrow $90,000, that's leveraging $90,000, okay? And then the home goes up in value 4% that year, so now it's worth $104,000. Meanwhile, you had put $10,000 down. So what's the return of $4,000 on 10,000? That's a 40% return on your money. Okay. So that's what's leveraging. Okay. So from a metaphysical standpoint, from a spiritual perspective, we recognize that leveraging is really about understanding how you can get life to work for you. You're a master in your beingness, in, in expanding your consciousness and opening up to possibility. There's a way of creating and leveraging and compounding and building assets. And so I invite you to really think about how you can leverage money, how you can leverage energy of other people, not taking from them, but leveraging their beautiful skills, building your team, and only borrowing money for asset building wealth, okay? So we have cash flow as the first principle. Second one is buy assets. Number three is leverage. And number four is compounding interest. Okay. Compounding interest. This is huge, which rich dad, poor dad talks a lot about, about how, um, you know, imagine that you, you could have either, I think it's, I think they use some of the example of if you could take a million dollars one time, or if you could take a penny and compound it, which would you take? And I think the penny compounded, I don't have the math in front of me, but it becomes worth more than the million dollars over time. And so the point is, is that compounding interest is fascinating. It's fascinating. So imagine that you had money and you put it into your building your business, right? And say you put over time, you invest a little bit in your education, you, you know, you start your website, you do a bunch of stuff and you just begin to grow it. Okay. So you've got, you've got something that's compounding. You've say you've put $10,000 into it over some time or something like that. What is that worth? You know, five, 10 years from now, right? You're compounding. It's compounding each year because it's growing in its worth. Okay. Same with a home. So say a home, you know, I was just talking about my dad told me yesterday, my grandmother, because remember my father's side of the family is fairly wealthy. Well, my grandmother had a beach house. It wasn't on the beach house. It was on the beach, but it was like, you know, three homes back. And it was in this beautiful gated community. It was really lovely. And she bought her home for $35,000 right? I mean, a beach home that is worth millions and millions of dollars now. And the point is, is that that is what compounding interest does, because that interest of the homes go up in value 4% per year. 
that's compounded. So it's not just 4% um, each year, it's 4% the first year, and then 4% of the original amount plus the 4%, you know, 4% on the total amount. So it compounds over years. So just like a penny compounding the first, you know, year, you'd have a penny, the second year, you'd have, um, you know, two pennies, then four pennies, then eight pennies, and so on and so forth. And it compounds exponentially into a huge sum of money when you compound. And so the point is, is that, is that where in life are you really understanding the compounding factor? And I find this a lot with the spiritual entrepreneurs that I work with. They want instant results. And, you know, sometimes at first going from that one penny to two penny feels like it's not going fast enough and it's hard, but what they're not really thinking about and really taking in consideration is the compounding effect of what it means to really become somebody that's an expert in your field. So you have a compounding effect of of the effort that you're putting into things, right? They say that the first, you know, five years of a company are are the hardest, and then it gets easier and compounds exponentially. And so the point is, is as they say in in investing, never kill the goose, meaning that the goose lays the egg, the golden egg. And if you just take the egg, the golden egg, it's one thing, but if you kill the goose, you know, you really want to nurture the goose is what you want to do. So if consciousness got you to where you are in your ability to, you know, be able in your life, your ability to have relationships, your ability to create and make money, your ability to give value and exchange all that, you want to make sure that you're nurturing what got you there, which is consciousness, right? Because I've witnessed many, many friends that became millionaires and then went bankrupt. I witnessed 2008 when it was a majority of everybody I knew lost almost everything to their name. But the people that really bounced back were the people that, that had already done business. They knew they had the consciousness, they had done their inner work and they bounced back exponentially because they already, they already know those principles, right? So yes, we want to nurture our, our, our investments. We want to nurture our company. We want to nurture all of that. But what we want to really nurture the most is what is creating that, which is your consciousness, right? And allowing your assets to work exponentially for you. The universe multiplies exponentially. So if you have, you know, say you have a property that's your investment, or say you invested in Bitcoin, or say you, you know, um, invest in your company, whatever it is, you don't want to sell it off. You, that's the number one principle. And, and I can't give advice on investing, but my friends that don't lose their money in the stock market are the ones that buy and hold. The ones that have made great money in real estate are the ones that have bought and hold. The ones that do great in, um, in businesses online, they're in it for the long haul. And so you can only compound interest by keeping the investment. So never kill the goose. Remember that this is what is giving off the cash flow. And if it's maybe you're not an investor right now, but maybe you are somebody who is building, you know, being a spiritual coach. So what got you there? Your consciousness. So your consciousness is your greatest, greatest asset. It is your greatest investment in this lifetime by a long, long shot. The truth is that you can't take your money, your physical money. You can't take your physical investments. The greatest investment to ever make in this lifetime is investing in your consciousness. And so on that note, let's just take a deep breath into the nose and exhaling out. 
and I recognize right here and right now, the power of the mind. Recognizing that within you is the source that created all money, all prosperity, all abundance, because it's you. You are only prosperous. You are abundance. You are universal law. Inside of you is the dynamic and the source that created everything in this lifetime, all material wealth, every aspect of all of this universe. And so I just say yes. I say yes to understanding who you are, remembering who you are, and recognizing and knowing your ability to, to create. You are a creator. You are manifesting 24-7 by, by the beliefs within your soul, magnifying and amplifying and flowing and vibrating at such a specific uh, channel. And so I just say, may we be the channel to open up to the greatest wealth of all, love, recognizing as we give love and value and service that exponentially it flows back. May you do what you love so you never work another day in your life. May you invest in your own consciousness and your own confidence so that you know you're unshakable no matter what's going on in the financial world out there. May you invest in things to have passive income and residual income. May you invest in great relationships that always bring you, you know, more growth and thriving and rising together. May you invest in you, recognizing as you give to yourself, your cup runneth over and you're able to give to so many. And so I just say, yes, I say, yes, I say, yes, to no longer having rich dad, poor mom, but to being the wealth of the universe. I say, yes. And especially for the women out there, it is our time. It is our time. We recognize we're not men. We're not women. We're not these bodies. We're not our beliefs. We're none of that. We're eternal, immortal, spiritual beings. And our birthright is abundance and prosperity. And it is so important to be that mentally equivalent in our lives and show that that is the truth. And so I just say, yes, 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 as together we say, and so it is. Okay, you guys have a beautiful day. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. It's so good when we have prosperity all around us and we see all of our friends thriving. We all want to thrive together in our oneness and our unity. Um, please, uh, if you could give a review on here or share this with somebody, it would be amazing. Okay, you guys have a beautiful day and I cannot wait for the next Money Breakthrough podcast. Thank you for tuning in Soul Society and Dr. Aaron podcast. If you've had a calling to be a spiritual leader or coach, you can go to soulsociety.com and check out our free training. If you've received value here, I would love it if you take a moment and give a five-star review. In exchange, I have a ton of free gifts for you. Grab your free awakening book, 40 guided meditations and digital manifesting masterclass. I also have a free money meditation and worksheet for you so you can begin to break through your scarcity mindset and claim your birthright of prosperity. You can get all of your gifts and learn about our upcoming transformational events in my bio link in both Instagram and Facebook. That's under drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Also, I'd love to invite you into our free private community on Facebook under groups called Soul Society. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Soul Society. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. Have a divine day and may you live your truth.